Hello. Is it Brienne? There's no A in the end. It has to be Brienne, correct? You can click on the uh, call in to join if you want. There's A, seven spots. What's up, Brett? Hello, Eric. Well, I guess the town hall meeting just ended. Impromptu. No, it was kind of planned. There's a, a town hall meeting going on in Coffeeville, and I'm in Detroit, so I watched it on the live deal there and figured some folks over here might want to come over here and talk about it. But if they don't join the room, it's kind of, you know, want to get some feedback from the people. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't much what I was expecting, I guess, Brett. It was the chief basically got up and told the same story he's told on the podcast twice. And then we had a couple of ladies speak a little bit. And one of the uh, fire captains spoke. But I was really expecting for more of a, I was I was expecting more from the community, I suppose it. it it was kind of the same old thing, honestly. Clancy here will tell us about it. He was there. Give me two seconds. Jesus Christ, that's loud. Two seconds is up, bro. It's like five What's now. Up, What's up? Anybody that wants to join, all you got to do is click on one of them little uh, blank spaces up there and uh, give your opinion on the uh, fire chief thing, you know? Yeah, join the panel if you want to. It's Podbean community. Disclaimer so, to the wider uh, Podbean community out here, we will be discussing here. local matters. Looky here, Brianna is joining the panel. Oh, and they said you couldn't join. Oh, here it comes again. She's joining. And she's a speaker. There she is. What up? Hi, Brianna. You're, you're doing fine. Can you uh, speak louder or something? Maybe the mic needs to be closer to your face, maybe? I'm not sure. I'm on my phone, so that's probably why. What is a so-and-so? It's on her phone, man. Well, hell, I don't know what that is. Anyway, what's up? Did you watch the live uh, feed? No, yeah, I watched the live feed. I wasn't able to make it to the meeting. Um... But there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of progress made from what I understood. No, I'm just going to be completely blunt, which I'm kind of known for. It was kind of a it's kind of yawn fest. I'm be honest with you. I mean, the chief basically repeated for the third time what happened, and I really thought people were going to kind of get up and say some things, you know, but. Uh, they didn't. No, they didn't. So I don't know if they're saving their opinions for tomorrow night's commission meeting. I don't know. Who was the lady speaking, Yancey? The one that was doing the majority of the talking. I, I don't recall her name, but that lady was the one who found the venue for the meeting. And uh, she was also the one that was heading up a lot of the stuff in the uh, in the Facebook group. So uh, she's kind of been spearheading a lot of this city um, city meeting type stuff. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, man, from being in the room myself, there wasn't a lot of uh, fervor or fireworks, which some will probably say that's good. Others will probably wish there was more. But um, as far as like the overall atmosphere in the room, I mean, people were excited to hear the chief speak. Um, I'm like you, I, I thought that there would be more people stand up, talk there. People were asking questions, shouting out questions, not in the volume that I thought there would be, um, towards the end, people did shuffling out. I think people were getting a little, uh, lethargic to, um, to the whole thing. So, um, as far as being productive, not 
not sure that that goal was met. However, I think that it did give people the avenue to be able to voice a lot of their displeasures. It gave them an opportunity anyway, whether they took that opportunity up or not. I, I think it, it was a little less than was uh, to be desired, but people were given that opportunity. They can't say that they weren't. This was an open forum, no time limit thing, no um, commissioners or mayor are going to shut you down on anything. This was a complete um, organized but open forum to people to be able to come speak their minds. So you you decide whether or not there are the live feeds out there. You can watch it back. You decide whether or not you thought it was uh, productive and uh, let us know what you think. Um. I don't know. Uh, Brett was asking in the chat if the fire department was there. A lot of members of the fire department were there. The chief himself uh, was there, like I said, and he spoke. There were uh, also lieutenants and captains from the fire department there to answer questions for people, too. Um, there was a there was even a presence from the refinery people there. There were other um, members of other unions there, representatives from um well, I, I don't know if I should say, but there there were other unions there to, to back their fellow union brothers and uh, sisters. So um, there was there was good. Uh, I don't know, representation of, of people there. Well, that's good. I don't know. I've shared this now to the. Uh, as far as media coverage goes, uh, Brett, I believe that uh, Brianne is a are you a reporter for the reporter? Yes, I'm a reporter for the reporter. Reporter for the reporter. Uh, yeah, so she's smart with words and stuff, and uh, she'll probably report on it. Actually, we had a... Martha's probably going to be covering it for the journalist. There you go. We actually had a uh, local news Martha, station Martha in Sorry, town today. So... I noticed that. She noticed that hat he was wearing? Sweet. Mm-mm. I had to pay him $100 to wear that in front of the camera. Oh, wow. Yeah. Only $100? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I sure hope that they show up tomorrow more. And, well, they did uh, say in the meeting that there will be uh, a greater media presence at the commission meeting tomorrow because they will be they will be picketing outside of City Hall um, and protesting outside City Hall starting at noon. They're going to go uh, all day through the um the commission meeting so if you support these guys drive by by city hall you know where it is it's what uh justin help me out here is it seventh and seventh and uh union no it's the next one over walnut walnut yeah that's right walnut yeah um yeah seventh walnut downtown coffield part of it and you can't make it to the commission meeting Drive by, give the guys a thumbs up, honk your horns, show them the support if you uh, are so inclined. I believe officially what they're calling it is an informational picket. So there won't be signs like, you know, down with Hall or anything like that. It'll be basically a question and answer and just kind of showing support for former Chief Ward. And let's be honest, it's also, you know, anti-support of uh, Mark Hall and I guess the current uh, commission. Because they don't seem to be doing anything, so I don't know. They did ask tonight in the meeting that you mentioned the signs. They asked that people don't bring any, you know, inflammatory signs or signs that say things like you just said, fire Mark Hall or anything like that. They did ask that people leave those signs at home. They just come out and support. They have a nice, um, you know, like you said, informational picket that people don't come all fired up. They just show up in numbers and they show up in support. That's all they asked. So like everybody knows, I'm up here in Detroit. I spent all day today, and I will the next two days, with about a 1,000 union members. So I'm pretty interested in what they got going on. And uh, I won't be there, of course, but hopefully somebody's got some video or something to watch. Yeah, I'll be there again uh, tomorrow night at the commission meeting. So if you uh, if you have any questions, shoot them our way. Jim Justin's way, he can relay them to me or send them right to me. Are you going to lead the chant, Yancey, at the protest? Like, hey, ho, Mark Hall's got to go or something like that? I'll I'll probably leave that to others. Um, Oh, okay. You know, I'm not really looking to draw any attention to myself. So that's that's the way I'd like to roll 
it's good times. Good times. So what else is going on? Brian, speak up. You're on the mic. Um, really, the only thing that's going on, I guess, is there is a standoff going on in Cherryville. There's what going on in Cherryville? A standoff. A standoff. Sweet. Who's standing off to who? Um, I do believe a gentleman is disgruntled about something and uh, a is out there. Hey, what was the deal with today? Was there a hazmat call out? I am not sure. I didn't hear about that. So they did discuss a hazmat call in Cherryville, but they didn't give a timeline on when that was. Uh, they were talking about having to submit that paperwork to insurance because they actually called that out in the meeting because they were asking how many um, hazmat calls during Chief Ward's tenure have they responded to? And he said that they had responded to two. One was in Coffeyville, and then the other one was in Cherryville, but they didn't say when the one in Cherryville was. Hey, there's some new people have joined the room here. So if you've uh, joined, I see that uh, Deanne has joined. Feel free to uh, click on one of the uh, call-in spots, and if you got something to say, uh, let us know. Deanna? Maybe she changed her mind. Anyway, if anybody wants, you're you're actually able to speak with voice. You've joined the panel up there. You may have your phone muted. Doesn't matter if you got something you can say it in text too. It doesn't matter. So yeah. Anyway, what did that uh, guy have to say that was running for commission, Yancey? Uh, basically, he was just asking for accountability. He uh, was asked who he would hire as the next city manager. I mean, that was the question, straight up, who he would hire. He said he would look at the resume. He would also take into account the person's um, – I don't remember how he worded it, but he said that he would take their medal, basically, into account, right? Like, make sure that they're in the right place, their heart's in the right place to serve the community, that, that type of thing, and – Paraphrasing, and I, I don't yeah. misquote him. Yeah, it's more or less. Not much more you could say than that. I mean, if there's, first of all, it's kind of a hypothetical question, and you know how I feel about hypothetical questions. You can't right. really. Even if he has somebody in mind, you know, he's not going to put that out there, right? I mean, the guy's running for commission. He's not a commissioner, so um, even if he threw out somebody else, a name. <laughs> could help or hurt his chances. So I'm sure he was really playing it safe too. That's just, uh, yeah. yeah, that's just part, smart politics. There, so. Yeah. You Brett, you're on your way with your resume. Hey, you can join in if you want, man. You're more entertaining. Yeah, go ahead and call in, Brett. Like to hear from you. I know that uh, Brett's been an outside looking in perspective from uh, all the way in the heart of Alaska. So, uh, he's he's been even you know half on a quarter of the world away looking in on our little situation here. So um, I'd like to know from an outside looking in perspective what he thinks. Hey, y'all. there he is, the mayor of Alaska himself. <laughs> the mayor, <laughs> I love it, Yancey. You know what? I've been I've been keeping it real tight, watching what's going on down there. And you guys have the same problem as every other small town, even even our town here. You know, it, it's it's just such a problem getting people out to make a difference. You know, we hear so much in the background, you know, those whispers and this and that. But when it comes down to it, just, just coming down to the council meetings and everything else, there's, there's no backup there. And uh, you guys had a great council meeting, city council meeting, uh, what was it? Uh, two weeks ago, yeah, you guys had a good crowd now. there. Right. Yeah, yeah. You broke a hundred people there. That's amazing, right? You're you're almost what a little over ten percent. You had show up. I mean, anytime you can get ten percent show up, you're doing great. You know, of the town. And from what I see, that's that's just you know, there's changes. There's everyone always has an idea for a change. But no one has the idea 
to step out of the, you know, step out of the office, so to speak, and come down and talk about it or even move forward for it. And it, it's just, it's the same everywhere. Small towns everywhere, it's always the same. You know, if you don't have movement and change and everyone coming outside of the box, so to speak, it just it falls into a click, and then it's just stuck that way. Well, eventually you just you start know? spinning your wheels, right? And right. You know, I, I just implore people to be more proactive instead of reactive constantly. I mean, it, it shouldn't take lighting a powder keg like this for people who want to get involved right. in the community. You should want to be proactive on a day-to-day basis or, you know, come to the commission meetings or just, just be more active instead of something blowing up like this and then you wanting to be active. And then when everything dies down, you crawl back into a corner again. It just It shouldn't have to be that way, especially in a community of our size. You should want to be active. You should want to know what's going on. You should want to have some skin in the game because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're a small enough community to where we know each other on a first-name basis, a lot of a lot of us. And right. you know, even if you don't want to be on the commission or you don't want to be on any boards or anything like that, you should still want to be active and, and have some skin in the game at least. And I'm not saying you have to go um, run for anything, but, I mean, at least at least support things and, and, and be active out there. And, and if you're not, when the time comes to complain about something, I, I got nothing for you. Hey, uh, Yancey, I'm going to mute my mic for a moment. So I think my heater in my room has quit working and my ass is cold. So I'm going to call the operator. Yeah, go right ahead. All right. Yeah. No. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I think a lot of people don't realize that a voice is more easily heard when it sounds off more often. Uh, right. Well, I mean, so Justin's actually been obviously on the commission, so he has a better perspective than me. But I've been to, you know, several commission meetings where there's there's nobody there. And then compare that to two weeks ago when it was standing room in the aisles and in the foyer only. I mean, that that needs to be evened out a little bit. And I know that every single commission meeting is not going to be some kind of exciting event. But I mean, it shouldn't have to be either. No. But when they when they do something like deny road work on a road and you didn't know about it because you didn't go to the commission meeting, you didn't read it in the paper, you didn't look at the minutes, and then you go, well, how did that happen? How did they let that happen? Mm-hmm. Well, that's because nobody was there to voice their opinion. So I started the wrong kind of podcast, which originally was called something else, but uh, I started it because people don't know and don't want to offend anybody, but the ones that think they do, sometimes they don't. And, And you hear people say things like, it's fact, this is what happened. And that is not at all what happened. And it's because of what you're talking about. They don't attend the meetings. They don't read the newspaper, they don't read the minutes, they don't speak to their commissioners because they say, well, they won't tell me anyway. Have you reached out to them? No, but I've heard how they act. Well, how in the hell do you know if you haven't reached out to them? We just got a guy that joined here a minute ago. Verlin's a a commissioner in a a local town. Verlin, how many people show up to your commission meetings in Parsons, like besides people that need to be there? See what he says in the chat if he's still in here. Because he's in there, but anyway. Yeah, people don't know. And that's that's the main problem. They're making decisions based off of hearsay and they just don't know. I don't know if you know the commissioners in Popsville are the same because I think I've only sat in on one Popsville commission meeting. But I know for certain 
that at least two of the city commissioners in the independent city commission will answer questions. If you if you see them out, you know, at Walmart or whatever, and you realize who they are, a lot of people don't know who they are. Uh, and you ask them, you know, what about so and so? They'll tell you what happened in the last, you know, two or three commission meetings. So you can't tell me that that I wouldn't think that Coffeyville Commish wouldn't be as forthcoming. Yeah, they. Uh... I can't speak for the ones that are on there now. There's a couple of them that I kind of know, and they don't come across as the kind of people that wouldn't do that. I know when I was on the commission, I would get stopped everywhere and talked to, and that's just part of it. You know, you don't, what are you going to do? You, you signed up to be a servant of the people, and hell, there they are, and they ask you a question. Answer it. Don't be an asshole. If you don't want to talk to them, don't run, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the point to get a pothole fix near your house? It ain't worth the ass eating you get for a free pothole fix. Now I understand that completely. I'm uh I'm on the school board here, so same thing. Oh, it's your fault then. It is. Matter of fact, uh, yeah, I got potholes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but it's the same thing until something blows up, completely blows up. You're not going to see anyone at the board meetings, no. even at the school board. You know, it, it took us, you know, I've been on the school board going on three years. At every meeting, I've I've never seen more than five people show up to the school board meetings. So, okay. We have three schools in our area. My, uh, There's a lot more than five parents out there. My timeline on Facebook, occasionally, you know, you'll see where I posted something back in 14, 15, 16, 17, back when I was on the commission. And you can see where I would say, hey, I'm spending your money. Come on down. See what we're doing. Things like that all the time. And couldn't get anybody to show up. I don't know how you get them to show up. I, mm-hmm. I don't have an answer. They're, they're on YouTube Live. Now, I'll give you this. I'd be sitting there at commission meeting, and my phone would be vibrating with people sending me messages from watching on YouTube or on the uh, Channel 13 there in town. So people are watching, which that's informative engagement. It's better than not knowing what the hell is going on at all. Well, Yancey's heard me complain about this and anybody that's listened to the podcast at all people would come to me and say hey we need to do something about this or something about that well i'd be up there on the on the board and i'd say well this group of folks they don't like that so and you'd be like well where are they at i don't know where the hell they're at they didn't show up but somebody else would want something and there'd be a group of so whenever it would be something that, let's say, the business community would want passed and it was going to be on the agenda, there would be a who's who of the business leaders in Coffeeville. Mm-hmm. They would show up. But if it was something that, you know, the who's who country club didn't wasn't their agenda, the other side doesn't show up nine out of ten times. So you got to give it to the other people that are showing up. They know how to work the system. Right. And the system's for everybody. You don't have to be rich to make the system work. You're the system. Well, and dude, how many times have we said too that it's a it's a lot harder for people to say yes or no when there's somebody staring them right right in the face. And I'm not talking about an intimidation factor or anything like that. I'm just talking about people actually being in the room. It's like the human condition or some kind of human nature, right? You can be a little bit more passive if you know people don't like something or complain about something. You can still maybe vote for or against that if they're not in the room. If they are in the room, you might second guess yourself a little bit because you actually feel the energy of the person and you, you the piercing eyes of the people looking at you. So if you, if you want something done, I mean, show up because a lot of the times it's it's harder for people to say yes or no when there's people in the room yeah it's a very true statement absolutely makes a huge difference whether 
you know, like I said, I'm on a board. When they come up and talk, you know, and they look me in the face and tell me their concerns, I'm able to see the passion in it, you know. Right. It's not it's not hearsay off the street. It's not, hey, I'm, you know, making a phone call or sending a text message or messenger or whatever. It's showing true concern. And that's what it's got to get back to. It's got to get back to that, to where, you know, communities get involved with what's happening out there. Right. Well, that Otherwise, goes to just... the civic involvement piece, like, like you're referring to right there. I mean, how many commissioners, and I'm, I'm not pointing any fingers, I'm not really saying anything. This is just a general statement. How many commissioners do you think, well, nobody's showing up. I'm just checking the boxes on these agenda items here. You know, because nobody cares. Nobody's showing up to care about this because nobody's being proactive about anything. They just show up whenever something's hitting the fan. They're being reactive. So, you know, how many of them do you think just phoning it in? Well, this is the agenda for tonight. So I'm just going to make check marks next to these. Let's move on. Old business. Let's move on to new business. Just go through the motions. Right. And I mean, what what person wouldn't. Right. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, it for, for you to show up be the representative of the people who elected you and none of them are ever showing up. I mean, uh, eventually every two weeks probably does something to the psyche a little bit to where, you know, you care about your community still, but you're looking down the agenda and you're just like, yep, yep, yep. Cause nobody's here to argue against it. Well, they always say the squeakiest wheel gets the grease. Yeah. So maybe somebody needs to be a little bit more squeaky when they're wanting to get something done. It's Justin went on mute again. He's got issues. But I mean, uh, I know that, like, like I said, Brett, you've been watching this from thousands of miles away. I mean, and you, like you said, it happens everywhere. I mean, this is a, not just a small town issue. This is just like a um, I don't know, protocol issue or procedural yeah. issue. I mean, um, at what's happening with the, the fire chief and the whole dynamic between the city manager and the fire chief thing, that's a little bit more than protocol or procedure. But um, I, I don't know. It's, it's mind-boggling that something like this can happen. And two weeks later, after an outcry from the community, we still don't have any results or answers on anything. Right. Yeah. And that's what I was listening to. I, I saw the last, you know, couple of commission meetings, even that last one, you had two hours of uh, basically two hours of, uh, you know, agenda in the back room. Right. And still nothing came out. You okay. know, not even an update. Not anything. No. That's the part. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, man. Uh, I just I wanted to read what Eric put in the chat here real quick. He said, you're going to encounter voters who are complacent. They go vote. They complain about their elected officials not doing their jobs. They don't bother to show up to town hall meetings. Come election time, they keep voting for the same failed candidates and failed policies. So, Eric, I'm going to go ahead and say we're a community of 8,500 people. We had 900 people vote on the la in the last election. I mean, if you do the math on how many people are actually able to vote in our community, let's say 60% of our community out of 8,500 people are able to vote. 900 people voted. That's still only like 25% voter turnout. It's, it's a joke. I mean, we, we didn't even break 1,000 people going to the polls. So I, I don't yeah. know. If, if, we people, get it. if people are in an uproar about what's happening right now, maybe they'll vote next time. Yeah, that's the part that gets me the most is it's been 13 days today since the biggest attendance at any commission meeting I've seen since I first started going to meetings regularly in 2013, 10 years. And not a damn thing has happened. You know, my wife keeps reminding me, well, they can't talk about personnel issues. She's completely right. They cannot talk about personnel issues, but they could make a statement that, hey, you know, we have reviewed the private personnel file and we support what Mr. Hall did, but they haven't said shit. It's like they can't come down off of the horse that they're riding and, and let us peasants here know that, hey, we're confident in our guy. And I don't want to mean it's not like an asshole, but that's how I'm starting to feel. 
Well, just say something yeah. one way or the other. Their, their horse has started to run away, and they don't know how to stop it. Well, now right. they got now they got local. Uh, I say local. They got Tulsa news in their street, aver- uh, doing broadcasts from their town with the former chief. They're shit's gone to hell, and nobody's doing anything about it. And do you think the next guy they try to hire, he's going to do the same thing the other guy said? I'm going to look at Coffeeville's resume. I have a thing in my phone that goes off every day that says every day's a resume. Somebody's watching. So. Somebody's watching Coffeeville's resume every day, and people are out there going, do I really want to come to that town? They've got some serious shit going on there. Well, because you know a guy that puts in for a fire chief job is, is going to be, or should be anyway, be really vigilant about the job, right? He's, he's going to want to know the dynamic of the community. He's going to want to know the, the form of city government that he's going to be working under and who his boss is going to be. He does any amount of digging. He's barely going to have to scratch the surface on what's happening right now. I mean, not even scratch the surface. It's all out there in the forefront right now. They they posted that job the other day on the socials. It was, it was laughable because who, who they expect is going to be, you know, some poor guy that's going to be uh, putting in for that, applying for that job with all of this going on right now. I mean, it's just – Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. Who, who's Mark Hall going to pick if the last three guys weren't good enough for him? Hell, they'll just cut the middleman out and get Mark Hall a damn fireman's hat and run his ass down to the fire station. He could run the show, apparently. Yeah, for sure. Just ask him. Uh, you know, I, I noticed that, too, because you guys are on a stint to where you're trying to grow right now. You're trying to get business back in there. Same Same thing we are. Same way. You know, you're trying to get business in there. You're trying to get the storefronts open again. You're trying to get small business going. You're trying to get some, some you know, some sort of incentives going. But then you guys, you know, you hit stuff like this, like what you guys are going through right now. Same thing is what happens here. It always seems to come up, you know. Then you start trying to, you know, where do you find that fine balance? And how do you get... Who's that? Hey, Jane, do you mind muting real quick, hon? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, where do you find that fine balance at, and how do you rally the troops to get people in there to start making things happen? That's uh, it's it's one of the biggest things and the hardest things to figure out is just trying to rally some things to get together to make things happen, you know? I, I I understand your guys' frustration totally, and if I had the right answer, I'd love to get it. If you guys have the answer, please give it to me because you know what I'm saying? It really is. It's tough. I, I enjoy, you know, trying to, you know, listening to you guys and being a part of Coffeeville. I really do. I mean, it, it's to the point to where I've even looked at property in, in Coffeeville, believe it or not. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I – I got one to tell you about Go when you off here about property. No, yeah. I think you're. Uh, you say you don't know what the solution is. I think there's only one solution. It's community involvement. The community right. has got the way it has because everybody just kind of turned their back, and now they're complaining. What happened? Well, what happens the last four years? The same 40 people have been essentially running the town. It's been a. Yeah. It's been a mixed mash of of. I'm doing air quotes, community leaders, you know, that have been doing the same policy and the same thing for 40 years because the 80s was rough on Coffeeville. The oil industry went to hell, and, you know, we've been hanging on ever since, and the population is just declining, declining, declining. And City Hall has got to this state of don't do anything, especially if you're going to screw it up. It's better to do nothing and not fail as opposed to take a chance and maybe succeed. Right. Right. Right, because I just want to make a point that, uh, hey, Jane, I'm getting some background noise from you, huh? Um, I just turned from me. Yes, ma'am. Let me. Uh, I'd just like to point out that a lot of people think that all, all the politics happen at City Hall. 
10 percent of them do i mean like justin said the same 40 people have been doing a lot of heavy lifting around here whether it be volunteering running uh boards or or you know other things around town right uh everything doesn't happen at at city hall um i don't know it's just it's small town dynamic that happens everywhere but i just want to make that yeah it is and like i said i'm still trying to find that combination to make things happen and it's tough it is um you know what? Uh, they they need to get out there. Their voices need to be heard. You need to get in front of the commission boards. You need to get in front of the school boards. You need to, you know, get voices heard. Start looking for, you know, something that can move in a forward direction instead of being dead stopped or even going backwards. Well, right. I've watched it go backwards for three years here. Hey, Justin, you know? I want to get your reaction to something in the chat. So Susie said they already failed by doing nothing. What do you feel about that? Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's an easy answer. They already have, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, what's that, what's that song? Uh, never fail to fail. It's the easiest thing to do. So, exactly. you know, and, and once we get through this nightmare that we got going on in Coffeeville, we still have the issue of, We've got to move forward as a community here, and I don't want to be the one to poo-poo on anybody's parade, but I don't think that you've heard, most of you've heard this rant, but I'm going to give it again. The old days of trying to find a big company to come here and hire a 1,000 people to save Coffeeville and pay everybody $25 an hour, I don't know that that's going to happen. I'm not saying that you stop looking for that. You never stop looking for that. But you've got to, we've got to stop our 1985 mentality of Coffeeville is blue collar and the only thing we can do here is find a big industrial company. This 2023, I'm holding a phone in my hand. I'm looking out the window at Canada, talking to a guy from Alaska and another guy from Coffeeville. Right. Technology, man. Right. We have got to figure out a way to make Coffeeville 2023. 83 sucked, and I feel like we're still living there. Nobody's coming in to save us. And I would like to point out, too, that there was a point made in the meeting tonight that the commission ran off two of our major corporations here. That's no, not they true. Didn't. They were, they were I, leaving one way or the other already. Can you can I, attest to that. You were, can I, you were there. I got to say something about that because that's just, that's bullshit. Once again, the reason why I started the podcast to inform people, the city of Coffeville and the commission, I was on that commission that she said ran Amazon off. So I take a little bit of, I'm a little butthurt about that. So uh, that is not what happened. We did everything we could in private meetings. We offered big money per employee we were going to pay Amazon to stay. I'm talking big money. There was never no talk of an airport. The airport wasn't too small. That wasn't it. There was never any talk about, well, we can't stay here if you don't put a railway in. That's not what was going to happen. Amazon was going to leave because Amazon's business model changed. There are now like two Amazon places in Tulsa. There's a couple in Kansas City. They went to where they can deliver the same day, if not next day. Amazon was not staying in Coffeeville. And American Insulated Wire, I believe, just went away. I don't think it had anything to do with Coffeeville. That was just, they're leaving, man. So people need to speak informed if they're going to speak. What is Coffeeville? That's our community, Jane. Uh, that's Justin and I's community. Okay. In Kansas? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I've tried so many times to get people to understand that, that Montgomery County has not traditionally run Amazon off. It's the fact that we are a small rural community far away from very many large communities, and it cannot support a fresh or a same-day delivery service. No. Can't do it. And nobody, nobody can understand that. Right. So, the facility was antiquated too, because I worked there for a short amount of time. Um, 
back in the early 2000s. It was it was antiquated a long time ago. And then when Amazon changed their business model, it just made perfect logistical sense for them to move the facility. And people complain, well, they only moved it 60 miles to the south or, or whatever. I mean, I, that's a big it's a big deal whenever you're talking about a corporation like that that's making earth moving decisions in their entire business model. They're not going to look at a small facility fulfillment center like Coffeeville and think, well, we'll just leave that one there and it continues to run or operate in its capacity. No, they're going to do what's best for their bottom line. And that was moving it to the south yeah. to Tulsa. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. Who, I'm sorry. I don't know who this is asking the question, but they were asking about Mark Hall and the state of the city address. So Coffeville has never done a state of the city address until he showed up. So if we're wanting to go off of, well, we're not doing the state of the city address, Mark Hall brought that to Coffeville. So I wouldn't use that as in a, you know, a thermometer of success. The best way to find out what the state of the city is, is to come to a damn meeting or watch it on TV. It's not real. We don't need, that's theater. That's some of that theater shit Mark brought to town to make himself look like he's doing something. Coffeeville does not need a state of the city address. We have a meeting every other week. It's pretty wide open and informal. You can come up there and ask anything you want. If I was a commissioner, you just simply ask me and I'd get you the information. We don't. It's not. Yeah, that's just some shit. Smokey's blowing up people's backside. Right, because there is a public um, comment section every commission meeting. You get yeah. three minutes. You come up there and state your name, your address. You say what you want to say within reason. <laughs> but they give you three minutes uh, every two weeks. And if you don't you know, want to take part in that, Heck, their, their phone numbers and, and emails and stuff, I'm 99% sure are public record, right, Justin? You have to have a way to contact your representatives. There's ways to them. You're oh, not, yeah. you're not just coming face to face with them every two weeks. Not only that, but you know who your commissioners are. You know, most of them first name basis. You see them around. Don't just be passive. Like when Justin gives the, the example of being at Walmart and somebody comes and throws all the poo-poo words at him at Walmart and then just doesn't show up to the commission meeting. I mean, you got to have some follow through too. Hey, my room's starting to warm up. I was really having some serious concerns for a little bit. It's cold up here, man. Justin, what's that? Like, you ain't used to this. I was getting worried about you. Yeah. Leave it in. Yeah. Popsicle for commission. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see uh, people showed up. I was hoping for a little bit more, but, you know, this is this is kind of all, what I was talking about a minute ago. We've got to change the way people of Coffeeville think. There's other ways to find information out other than the old ways of doing things. Sorry, Brian, I'm not talking about the newspaper. But um, there, there are plenty of ways to do things. You know, it's like we've got to figure out how to move us into 2023. Hell, your company does. There's posts on Facebook all the time, the company that owns the newspaper. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we got we got to figure out a way to move Coffeeville into the future. We can die in the past. I hate that saying. Our past fuels our future. Our past is holding us back because yeah. everybody's looking for the good old days. I hate to tell you, man, it's gone. The good old days are gone. You're living in the present. And if you want to live in the good old future, you need to you need to pick it up. Ain't gonna work. I get fired up, sorry. No. Have they have they talked about doing any incentives to bring business in? At so, all? Well, I mean they're always doing some kind of incentive for some business. Uh I don't know what incentives you do to try to get a, a tech industry here. One of Coffeeville's problems is we got a couple of problems. Like right off the top of my head, I think about is we don't have a workforce. But if it's an internet-based business and most folks can work for home, I don't know that you need a lot of people. Uh, right. And the other problem is housing in Coffeeville. 
we have two kinds of housing in Coffeeville. We kind of, we have the kind of housing that people with a good job can afford. And then we have the kind of housing that people are on government assistance can afford. There's no, it's not, there's nothing, there's nothing, but there's not much in the middle of the road that people that have a decent right. job that aren't dependent on the government can afford. You right. know, well, and there's a cyclical thing or, or kind of goes hand in hand too, right? Like your, your housing comes organically whenever you have a, a growth of, um, or an influx in population yeah. or vice versa. And we haven't, we haven't had either. Uh, As a matter of fact, the last census, we saw a decline in population. So that's been going on um, for years. Right. The, the math checks out on the fact that you know, when the when the population declines, other things are going to decline, too. And the people that are left have to pick up the slack. So, As you all know, my thing is more about not so much getting people to move to Coffeeville and stay there. That's great, too. I'm all for that. And I'm willing to listen about that any time. My thing is about getting people from out of town to come to Coffeeville for the day and leave a bunch of money and go home. We did it with the street drags. We've done it with concerts. We, we do it all the time with the fair and rodeo. We do it with demo derbies. It's proven. Coffeeville loves them some motorsports, and so do the people around the area. They show up and they leave money. But, of course, Mr. Hall is turning down events. What other kinds of stuff has he turned down we don't know about? Or right. has he poo-pooed on before they even had a chance to get public? You know? Yeah. We're, we're missing out on a golden opportunity. We're, we're on a major thoroughfare here. I mean, we are on a, uh, a major exchange. People that come from Kansas City or Tulsa or even Sedgwick County, they have to funnel through our little highway corridor here. They run right through our town. It's not right yeah. through the middle of our town, just just to the east of our town. I mean, we might as well stop them and get a little bit of that revenue from them and then send them on their way if they don't want to stay. I forget who it was was telling me. There's a uh, There was a group formed a while back on the uh, 169 Highway corridor. And it's crazy the amount of people that go up and down 169 on any given day. You would be shocked at the amount of traffic going from Tulsa to Kansas City. What, Brian? Yeah. Always busy. I, I have family that goes, you know, from Ottawa, up to northeast Kansas down to Tulsa, you know, every few weeks, and they go right through Coffeeville. Yeah, it's so, – there's no reason why we can't get that. And the whole Dalton thing – so, like I said, I'm up here in Detroit, right? And we all have our locals on the back. Mine's 2366. It says Coffeeville. So the first thing they always do is they come up and go, hey, 2366, Coffeeville. The Daltons, right? Yep, the Daltons. So for those of you who don't know about the Daltons, a big gunfight, basically at the OK Corral kind of a deal, you know, back in 1892. Why we aren't just milking that cow for everything it's worth, I don't know. Uh, once a year for three or four days, we uh, put on the doings here, and that's it. Then the rest of the year, it's like, well, people stop through and they look at a museum. We got a hell of a museum down there too. I yeah, it's great. I may be talking out of my ass. Maybe they're doing things I don't know about. But when you're sitting at the corner of Eighth uh, and Walnut, man, it's not real appealing. It's there's nothing telling me that I just need to go downtown. No, there, there's nothing telling me that hey, there was an historic event. There's nothing telling me that one of the top five guns of the Old West, if you're any kind of an Old West buff, is just three blocks ahead of you. You know, nobody knows any about that. So, once again, how do we get people to come to town and leave all their money and then go back home? I don't know. Right. I, uh, I helped my mother-in-law uh, volunteer over at the Dalton Museum, you know, once or twice every month. And I was actually surprised to find out how many out-of-town people come. Yeah, more than you think, yeah. Yeah, way more than I thought. So here's and a... I, it's not that big of a museum, but it is a huge draw. Yeah, so here's a funny story. 
we had Ian Moore come to town a few years ago. I don't know if anybody remembers Ian Moore from the 90s. He was all over the radio. But anyway, he came to town, and uh, all 130 people showed up for that. That's a disappointment, too. Thanks for supporting that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, the drummer is from Germany. So he goes downtown just to walk around like you do whenever you're in a different town trying to kill time. And he was walking around, and he realized this is – Dalton stuff. He, He's Dalton town. Yep. He grew up with these comics called uh, Lucky Luke, where Lucky Luke goes around uh, always fighting these these four brothers, the Dalton gang, and he thought it was a cartoon like Tom and Jerry. He didn't know it was real. He was just blown away that it was real, and yeah. it's worldwide. It's a big damn deal. Like Susie said, that's a huge piece of history, oh, the Dalton days. It's a major piece yeah. of history. Yeah. I think we could. What you guys? Sorry, go, go ahead, ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, was I just... think we get complacent with it sometimes because we see it every single day. Oh, yeah. And you know, if we drive down downtown. We drive by the museum every day. We drive by Death Alley and the old jail and everything. We get complacent with it as citizens. But. I mean, you could still become complacent with, you know, something and draw revenue from it. Yeah. Right. You guys just had an event last week, right? I looked at the calendar. I, I watch your guys' calendar just to see what's popping up. You guys had the interstate, what was it, the farm and home show there? Yeah. In Coffee yeah, yeah. That, That's got to draw something, right? Yeah, there's a whole I mean, bunch of folks go to that, yeah. It's yeah. not really my demographic of thing. It's more of a rule kind of a thing. And I was working, yeah. so, you know, I wasn't able to go. But, yeah, there was a lot of people down there. Yeah. It's right on the – I need to go. You mean like leave or farm and home show? Uh, no, no, I've been there, but uh. I need to go, you know, I need to exit the – Yes, I do as well because it's actually uh, 10 o'clock where I'm at, and uh, I'm old, so. Well, thank you, everybody, for – for joining the uh, the live cast, this isn't something that WKOP normally does. This is just kind of a, a one-off thing, unless Justin decides otherwise. Um, but thanks everybody for the engagement and the chat and all, everybody on the panel. So, it was interesting. thank you guys. All right, see you guys later. I'm gonna see if I can get this posted and not screw it up.